Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. He and I have not known each other that long, but as these things happen, when you realize that you both resonate on the same frequency, you sort of run with it. What has since transpired is indeed a mutual respect as well as a growing friendship for which I am truly honored. Mubaris Hayat, more commonly known amongst familiar circles as Moby for short, not that Moby, isn't just a savvy marketer, active podcaster, daring entrepreneur, insightful storyteller, and ferocious content creator, but also, throughout our various interactions, happens to be an all-around warm and spirited individual, qualities that truly do stand out in this next conversation. On this episode, Moby shares amazing stories of his personal journey traveling from Pakistan to the United States, his patience, discipline, and resilience while awaiting his green card, staying curious and trying different things along one's journey, and of course, never settling. Through curiosity, kinship, and just plain whimsical human interaction, I had the opportunity to connect with a guy who was truly nothing short of a gentleman, as well as a treasure trove of practical tips and amazing insights. Another terrific conversation, which I do hope you'll enjoy. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 100, with Mubaris Hayat. Here we go. First of all, welcome, Moby, and thank you Absolutely. so much for, for being here. Uh, we've definitely connected over Instagram, and um, since day one, man, I just, you know, as these things happen, as the algorithm does, you know, I just saw a like on one of my posts, and I saw Fire Show, and I'm like, oh, that's another podcast, and then I'm like, huh, who's like, you know, hosted by Not That Moby's, okay, Not That, how original, it's like, okay, it's like, it gets straight to the point, it's like, okay, these little nuggets that stand out, and this is why I encourage people. As random as it is, those are the things that are supposed to grab your attention. You know what? Get curious enough to actually go down the rabbit hole and see who is the person behind that podcast, who is the person behind that profile. Reach out. And, you know, as these things do, you listen to one, you know, audio clip, those little videos, those little nuggets and branding that you do. And I'm like, wow, that is, first of all, that is so cool. First of all, the insightful, educational, and very straight to the point knowledge that you put out. So thank you for that. But also the very warm aspect of your content. When I say warm, I mean that we get so lost into the facade of, you know, online personas. And sometimes yes, we do. We, we do. We get so often. Um, I, I'm not going to say conned. It's just that we forget the fact that sometimes a lot of the personas that we put forward are sometimes very orchestrated. But mm -hmm. for you, it was not a, it was not that sense because a lot of the stuff that you out because I went to your YouTube channel and you talk about, you know, sometimes like, you know, fear of failure and just just sometimes you want to give up and you get so tired late at night. The editing went bad. The recording went bad. You had a bad day or whatever. And the fact that you put yourself out there in that sense really was something that was really heartwarming and courageous in my sense. And that's the stuff I wanted to talk about, you know, the humanity behind the person sometimes because the internet connects us pakistan meets haiti austin meets canada you know this is a terrific time to be alive technology you know brings us so much more closer and this is why i wanted to have you on man because you know there's 
um, a very genuine aspect of, you know, the stuff that you put out. And I want to thank you for that first and foremost, because it's really something that's definitely resonating with a lot of people. And you know what? Again, welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast, Moby. Thank you so much it for being here. It is an honor to be here. It's great. You, you can't, I mean, I love how you just constantly reached out and you for, we formed a connection on Instagram and we just follow each other, talk to each other for a bit. And now we're here. I, that's why I love podcasting, networking, and just people connecting over random stuff. Can I curse on this podcast? Because Sure, definitely. Okay, cool. You're among friends. No worry. You're perf- I love totally comfortable. way too much. Def- totally could be totally comfortable. There's no issues here. Yeah, no I love this shit. Exactly. <laughs> me too. Me too. It, again, it's so it's so nice to connect because again, we we bounce off jokes and little memes all over the place and sometimes it's nice to actually, you know, connect with another person like he gets it. <laughs> yeah. He gets it. Because social media can be very isolating. Because you're trying to be somebody sometimes, right? We're like, oh, I, I'm trying to get followers or I'm trying to do this. It can get super isolating unless you do the unscalable, unsexy thing of connecting with people and spending like a minute on their profile, learning about who they are, hitting them with a message which is actually unique and not just, hey, I do this. What do you do? Or, hi, I'm, I have an online course. Pay me money. I've wow. gotten those messages. So, And... Uh, you've also touched about that um, and, uh, because it's stupid, but those same, I'm not going to use tactics, but those same habits that we have in terms of interpersonal skills, which is something that I believe a lot of people are missing on, on, out on in terms of how to create those bonds and create those relationships in terms yeah. of just having a conversation and reaching out with intent, reaching out with humility. That what That's what creates the difference because you said it right there in terms of, you know, seeking out the person just like hey buy my stuff um yeah you wouldn't do that in real life what makes you think it applies online you know but i'm getting ahead of myself you know <laughs> you've been doing this fire show thing for how long how long has it uh, been? this podcast since for the last two years then so i have a podcast called the fire show the fire show and before i had a podcast called the austin fire show and then i that was my first podcast, very local. But when I was meeting people from like New York or LA or anywhere around the world, they would say, what's your podcast about? And I would say, Austin. And they'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> and I'd be like, I will never have that broader audience. And so I made it from the Austin Fire Show to the Fire Show, which I currently do. That's what I've been doing for two years and podcasting overall, probably three and a half or something. Wow. Is it is something to be said about consistency because says the guy with a hundred episodes. Yeah, I know. It's Boom, it's something. Can't believe you've been keeping track. <laughs> I can read, you know. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. But how do we go from you know, I mentioned it off the top, Pakistan to Austin. That's yeah. a huge jump. How did that happen? Uh, my my dad all his life was a huge overachiever like number one in college number one in um, number one in high school number one in med school then okay. didn't do uh, medical st- school didn't become was a doctor sorry didn't practice okay. took the Pakistan government exam was top 10 among 15,000 oh you know just just like that just casually casually so he had very high expectations and he always groomed me to be a doctor And back Mm -hmm. home, you go from high school to a much longer med school. Mm -hmm. And that was my path for a long time. I thought, 
okay, I'm going to go to high school, study OA levels, the British system, and do sciences and blah, 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 be a doctor. A month before the MCAT that I've been, being, I've been groomed for over the last seven years, I said, I, I'm not studying. I don't care at all about this. Oh, my God. And I applied to two universities in the country. The one that I wanted did not take me. The one that I did not want took me in. And I was like, what? My friends are going to the U.S.? Maybe I can do that. I, I took a half a gap year because I was like, I don't know what to do. I was just stuck because wh- what's my life going to be like? And I just felt like a failure. So luckily, some of my family had gone to school in the U.S. And I applied mm-hmm. to college in the U.S., wrote a bunch of essays, and I moved here in three months. And my parents supported me. They were like, yeah, okay, you don't want to be a doctor. You go do this thing now. Go to the U.S. We'll drop you off, and then you can screw off and do your thing. And do your thing. Whatever. See, yes. what does that say about the, see, so you touched on something that totally resonates with me. Cause again, uh, coming from Haiti, coming from a third world country, our parents definitely were very conservative, very traditional. You know what? You yep. leave school, you get a good diploma. And for me, it was just the same. My mother's a doctor, my father's a civil engineer, very high overachievers, like diplomas, <laughs> like some of the smartest people I know to this day. And, you know, to this day are just like, okay, what do you want to do? I don't know. It's like, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. It's like, you don't want to go to med school? Yeah, I tried. Yeah, maybe close to, but med school is a vocation. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a doctor. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to just carry your name. And that's something that you speak on. When you know, uh, I guess what I'm trying to lay, lay on is basically about authenticity. If you know that something is not for you, you should speak it. You should definitely recognize the fact that, you know what, this is, you may not know what you want, but you definitely want what you don't want. And that's what I believe that you experienced. Absolutely. And I experienced that today when I was on uh, doing a job interview and it, it was a friend and 10 minutes in, we both said, we can't do this. Wow. It's, ob- it's obvious. Like I don't really want that job. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's too much for me. I just mm-hmm. don't want to do it. And he said, yeah, uh, I, I think that doing, given what all you're doing, I know this is you're going to quit in like six months. This is not going so, to be fair. And for the first five minutes, I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm looking for this thing, but I'm just looking for a stopover job. I didn't tell him that. But I just felt so bad for the for after 10 minutes that I had to say, hey, this is not what I want to do. I had to be authentic, but it's so difficult because there's expectations. This is There's disappointment. There's people relying on you or people thinking, what will people think? Just being authentic to yourself is one of the hardest things. And one of the best things about Western society society is they give you space to do that. There's way less, less consequences here than say back in Pakistan to be like, I'm not going to do anything that anyone wants. I'm going to do this one thing, which no one else is doing that I know. Oh, you could be scolded for, for the rest of your life or everything. Like, how dare you not follow the path that we set for you? 100%. 100%. Did you, when did you move here? Uh, moved. Wait a second. Uh, two thousand. Two thousand one. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Two thousand one. Came to Canada. And, um, came to Canada. You know, a couple of years of high school. Uh, no, not not high school. College, and then afterwards, again, did one. You know, couple, one or two semesters here. Another semesters here. I went to political science, and then I yeah. went to journalism, and then I did communication because I wanted to be in marketing and. 
I just like, okay. And then the debt started piling up like the student debt. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> why am I racking up student debt for stuff that I have no interest in? So, you know yeah. what? I'm going to just going to stop, you know, just racking up the bills for no reason. And I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I will figure it out. You know what? And sometimes you have to be that courageous. And I believe that's what you experience, you know, because sometimes you may not, you may not know, but you know that it's in your hands and it's, you have to figure it out. That is the beauty of being an individual and asking yourself the tough questions of what do I want to do? Okay. And options are open and you talked about it. Western society does allow us that freedom of choice. It's a beautiful thing. People need to seize that. And so why Austin of all places? I have, so I could only apply to it was I was applying in the spring which is starts in January mm-hmm. right well not really but the spring semester and I only um, public universities took okay. students in the spring so I had like ten options really like good ones <laughs> and I applied to five I got into four of them and I didn't get into the one that I thought I wanted because okay. uh, Michigan Ann Arbor because it was like. Uh, I I just known people went there. One of my relatives had gone had gone there. I didn't get in. I was like, okay, UT. I've heard of UT. Whatever. I just go. So completely random. I had not expected to wow. be in Austin four months before. I was. Oh, by the way, I got accepted to Purdue and I applied for a visa at Purdue and I got a student visa for Purdue. Mm-hmm. But then UT, I found UT's acceptance letter in my trash <laughs> email, and I ch- had to change my visa because I'm like, I don't want to go to Purdue. I would rather go to Texas. And so my visa for four years at Purdue University, oh, even wow. though I went to the University of Texas. To the University of Texas. It, again, these are the fun little ventures of if you don't put yourself out there, you never know. You never know. You, know? you never know. You never know. You just got to try stuff out, man. You got to try shit out. You really just have to. And you know what? The randomness uh, and, it, you know, this whimsical aspect of, you know, I'm laughing because it's guys are not seeing the video here, but there's this energy and this fun personality about you that is so genuine. And I really resonate with that. And where does that come from? Have you always been so risical, so kooky and everything? Cause you, you're like <laughs> such a jokester all the time. Yeah. No, 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 it, it wasn't. No, I was, I, I don't remember how I was in high school. Internally, I felt completely like a loser, but externally I, I'm coming to realize that it wasn't so bad. Have you read Harry Potter, by yeah. the way? So do you know how houses have prefects? Mm-hmm. So I was prefect, right? And I got okay. that made somehow. And uh, I was on the football team, high school, but internally I felt like absolutely like nothing. No self-esteem. College was horrible for me. Almost got expelled. Dropped an entire semester of classes. No kidding. Failed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, failed calculus twice. Uh, horrible studying habits. And only after, I think my second, second last year of college, when I started getting involved in organizations, when I was like, oh, this is one thing I'm competent at. And then once I started working, I just did more and more and more and more of that stuff and it helped me become, I mean, you can do something that you love for 15 hours a day and get better at it in three years than anyone who hates it and only, can only put in six hours. And so for I sure. just found that spark like, oh, meeting people, organizing stuff. Do, trying new things, just keep doing that. Then add improv, then public speaking, trying to be myself more, trying to be myself more, trying to be happier, trying to fill that void inside your heart, you know? Uh, 
And it just kept going from there. And I feel like I'm at a better point than before about accepting who I am. Not 100% there because there's mm-hmm. still like a bunch of stuff which I don't know about myself. Mm-hmm. But improv comedy, being on stage and actually being in a great city and having great friends has helped me be like, well, this is who I am, whoever the hell that is. So that says a lot about the people we surround ourselves with and especially the internal dialogue we have with ourselves because you went from two different polar opposites there. You went from total discomfort, a lot of insecurity. I heard a lot of, you know, self-deprecation and I heard a lot of struggle in terms of acceptance of self. Now I'm hearing a lot of more confidence and assuredness. Definitely. You can't be a podcast mover in 2019 MC. And just like be an introvert, like somebody like who's not confident about themselves. Definitely. Yeah. So you definitely made a lot of work on yourself. Congratulations on that. But what was Thank that you. process like? Or, you know, in terms of for those of us who are just still struggling in terms of coming into our own and acknowledging our self, how can we how can we help them out? Yeah. Well, well, the first thing. Um, it's training, right? It's um, going through training just like your physical body it gets better but i think it's training that you go through for your mental assessment of yourself understanding who you are and you can't do that yourself like i've got like i've taken six months eight months of improv training i've probably taken like 10 different classes of product management data analysis marketing presentations sales etc etc over the last five six years just to like taste stuff and see what i like some some stuff i absolutely hate but I think I, I spent a lot of money on self-development, <laughs> like a lot. It's, it's ridiculous. And the, the ROI hasn't in terms of on paper, hasn't come okay. right. The, the money that's comes from the business, et cetera, et cetera. Cause well, I could only legally start a business two months ago, but I feel like investing money and in being like, I'm going to pay for this class. I'm going to pay for this training. I'm going to pay for this course. I'm going to pay for this book and actually go through it. Cause I paid for it. Okay. And it's like, Obviously. it hurts does help because i mean i can tell people hey like a platitude believe in yourself do what you want but you can't do yourself when you don't know you can't see what's in front of you if you can't if you feel horrible about yourself there's no way that you will be the person who will find that path going to other people learning well that's from youtube listening to other people looking at models that they've made there's a guy charisma on command um, mm-hmm. Oh, channel. I love his channel. Love dude, his channel. Beautiful. Dude. I, I, I think I took his course four years ago. Four years ago. Um, that was one of the things I did along with improv. And those things help like other people's trainings. Cause you can't, I can't, I couldn't have made my own be confident training at Obviously. all. I didn't, I didn't even know what that meant. So I'm still confused, but making the investment of going through programs or looking at free content and just consuming content about the things that you know that you're bad at or you want to improve. Like for me, it was like being more confident. I didn't know I was trying to accept myself really, Mm -hmm. but it was like being more confident, being more charismatic, talk to more girls. That was a big thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Going through those programs set by other people and following that regiment, even if I didn't know it was working during it afterwards, when you stack them up, like if you do something every six months or you stack up the small things like writing about yourself, something you just figured out about yourself on a notepad and doing that maybe 60 times a year and then going to a class or being more social, those small things stack up. There's no one way. 
There's no one way. But I, there's absolutely, I mean, I wish I could tell you there was one way. I would actually make a course about it and try to make a bunch of money. But there's no one way. These things stack up. We underestimate what we, we overestimate what we can get done in like a day or a week, but we just underestimate Always. how much we can get done in two years. The, in- the exchanges that we're having, you know, you talked about the, just the path of your podcast and just to hear you say, you know, just because, you know, I, I love the way you just segue that one. you like, says the guy with a hundred episodes, you underestimate what you can get done in a year or two or five, but you will always overestimate what you can get done in a day. Everything is a process. You have to work on yourself. You have to put in the time. If you're going to invest 45 minutes watching a show, how about if you invest 45 minutes reading a book or a course or just like learning something new or just like trying to speak differently or trying to, you know, join a Toastmasters or just, again, free information on YouTube. Everything, everything is available on YouTube. I learned how to change a toilet seat on YouTube. Oh, it's nice. crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. My wife and I were just like, okay, fine. We can either call a plumber or we can do this. Like, okay, let's go through it. We went to like 10 or 12 videos. I'm like, huh, okay, this actually, this looks like ours. Let me yeah. go to the hardware store. Let me go get that. And you know what? Be willing to fail. And you know, we just, we both looked at ourselves. Okay, this might be a huge fuck up, but you know what? We're going to try it out because this is worth our time, our investment and our well-being. And you know what? Now we have a, we have a new toilet seat. And that was, it was fun. And as you mentioned, the return on investment is not monetary, but the confidence, the, the self-assuredness, and just the fact of the accomplishment is something that is so edifying for an individual. And that's what I heard from you. You know what? I understand these lacks that I have within myself, and I understand that it is up to me to do the work. And I want you to speak on that in terms of how we always have a tendency to compare and look over our shoulders like, huh, I'm not Moby. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have Tim Ferriss numbers. Uh, you know, Tony Robbins has like courses all over the place. I can't, I'm not an expert. Yeah. You know, why do we have such a tendency to accept the fact, okay, you are not, you are not Moby. You are not Tony Robbins. You are not Gary V. You are you. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I do want to touch on something that you mentioned before I'm going through it. Um, when you're in a process, Mm-hmm. you cannot see the result at all. It is, you don't know what's going to come out of it at all. So for example, if I, let's say I want to learn some sales, right? And mm-hmm. I pay like a bunch of money or I go through 25 books in six months or I do something in the middle of it. I'm like, I'm learning, but I don't know if this is the right investment. I don't know if it's working. I can't see the next step. It, you can't, look and connect the dots in the future that will come up. But two years from now, when you look back and say that small thing I did, then you can connect the dots. In the Looking back, we can say, oh, I did that, then I did that, then I did that, then I did that. That's why I'm at this point. But when you're in those points, you can see nothing at all. The future is absolutely unknown and you have no idea if your investment, if your bet will pay off. And that's, I'm saying that because a lot of people will probably be listening and I'm go through that process where I learn something and I'm like, am I wasting my time? Is this worth it? Uh, am I actually develop myself, developing myself or feeding my ego? Oh, all, like it always happens, which is I watch a video about something. I'm like, cool. Is this useful? I don't know. I'll find out in a month when I, I've watched more videos mm-hmm. or I'm in a, I'm, I um, have like a whole 
one topic, just do that, learn about that a lot in four or five days or a week or something. I'm like, I don't know if that was useful, but it might be useful in the future. You never know. You, you never know anything. The future is absolutely terrifyingly unknown. You cannot project your future self based on the pain that you have right now and the struggles you're going through. So, so true. And you never, and again, um, I want to piggyback on that one in terms of never neglect the little nuggets of knowledge that you pick up along the way, because you never know how this little skill would be useful down the road. You know, just taking like the podcasting example, just editing a podcast is so much work. But I'm such a geek. Because the software that I use right now is something I used to use in high school when I used to make mixtapes on CDs. Like, you know, I used to DJ back in high school and this software existed like way back when it was clunky, but definitely as technology evolves, it become a hell of a lot easier to use. I'm like, Hey, I remember when I used to use this in high school. I wonder if that thing still exists. And here I am using it on a daily basis to edit my podcast. You never know what you're going to use. So never neglect the tools that you can pick up along the way. Listen, learn, be humble, take a step back, realize, analyze your process. And you never know how it might be useful for you down the road because you never know. You just never know where this road will take you as long as you stay consistent. Yeah. And be, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Something which I tell myself and fail 98% 98% of the time, which is give yourself a break sometimes, which is stop saying you have to do this. Stop saying you have to do this. And like it, it sometimes relates to, it relates to this thing. Like I should be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be at this level. And some of it is innate that you want to do something and you want to get to point X and you're just a point B mm-hmm. and you want to keep, keep working. You're like, you push yourself every day, every day. But a lot of it is also like you were saying, the comparison thing, which is you see these snippets of people from social media, these videos and being being glorified or they're not. There's something I'm watching a video about somebody that's really well done. You're like, oh, that's interesting. And if it's someone that you want to be like, you're like, why am I not like that? What what am I missing? Right. And it's a I think it's a human instinct. And I think you have to kind of take yourself back from that. Like the people that you see, you're like, I want to be just like that in a bad way, unfollow them. But the people that you see that are huge, like I follow Gary Vaynerchuk and I, I see what he does, but I never feel like I want to be him. Sure, that be level, mm-hmm. uh, like he gives me hope. Like I like watching his stuff. He doesn't make me feel bad about myself. Exactly. Comparison, I don't think we can get away from it. At all. But I, what I've seen is I met a lot of the internet marketers that I liked. When I talked to them, like there's only a few feet. There's no difference between me and them, really. The only difference is that there's no one waiting to talk to me, but there's 100 people talking wait, waiting to talk to them. But really, on a human level, they're the same. Like I've interviewed people like mayor of Austin, a smaller example. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like just having the mayor of Austin on the opposite end of your microphone. How does that, how does that happen? And how does that feel again? Let me, yeah. let me know. It, like it, it, now looking back, he, it feels very like, Oh, he's a human, like just like all these people. But, uh, he was on a podcast I saw in Austin before, but in a different space. And I was like, wait, why can't I get this? And I just 
found a connection at city hall that I knew mm-hmm. I helped them out. Um, and I waited, I waited. And then I was like, Hey, can you introduce me to the team that does it? They introduced me to somebody else who introduced me to somebody else who introduced me to his assistant. And then I started I, like the mayor of Austin was to get on a podcast was like huge. Right. So I basically reached out every two, three weeks. And when the every two, three weeks, no, without fail. Yeah. And when the emails weren't getting respond, responded to, I, she gave me her number. I just started calling her and texting and, you know, like, and she was very nice. She was actually very responsive and yeah, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. And I kept hitting her up. And I think three months of doing this three or more, well. maybe like, of just like trying to talk to her. She's like, well, how about this time? Like th- this day, I'm like, of course I'll be there. What the hell are you talking about? For sure. And I go there and I have to take my, um, my friend who was, who had the title producer of my podcast, even though he didn't do anything, but I, he was my moral support. Uh, he didn't, he did a lot of stuff, uh, but he wasn't a producer and he was just my number two. Me and him went there and we went in city hall and he came and it was, it was, I live streamed, live streamed the whole interview and that mm-hmm. all of it was terrifying being there being like, what the hell am I doing? But very enjoyable. It, interviewing people that interviewing people that other people really look up to. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, that person has a lot of power, a lot of influence. Interviewing them is so great because you get to see them as a person. And I see that being, you know, popular or famous won't really make a difference. Um, it won't, won't make you happy. It, you'll still be a human being with the same flaws, same stupid, dumbass opinions sometimes and stupid thoughts and some unique ones. We're always human beings. I can, I'm sure you totally resonate with that. You talk about having the mayor of Austin on. For me, it's every guest. Oh, it's that's every guest. For wow. every single guest, you're like, there's absolutely no way this person will give me 30, 45 minutes of their time. But you know what? I'm going to reach out. I'm going to, what I like to call, shoot an arrow into the universe, see what I get back. You never know. Absolutely. You never know. And pretty much a lot of people have been very responsive, if not very yeah. collaborative. Like, who can I can introduce to you, you two? And like, oh, this is so great and being supportive. And next time you should do this. And again, a lot of people have become very good connections. And a lot of them on an intimate level have become very good friends. You know, you, there's a kinship. And when you come off, you come with genuine generosity and, and the will to learn. For me, it's all about learning, whether I learn from you, I learned from singers, I've learned from business owners, I've learned from entrepreneurs, I've learned from regular people, single moms, you know, it's like, it's, it's such a fun adventure. And it's such a humanizing feeling to create this human connection, not just about the, for me, anyway, it's not the followers, it's not the likes, it's, it's nice, but never lose sight of the fact that your why should always be your guiding compass. And I'm curious as to what's the why behind the fire show? What is the why behind the Moby, you know, brand? We're going to yeah. talk about branding. Branding. Uh, but, oh, by the way, they, they, you're a great host. So that's why people become friends with you. You are actually a great host. I think the second podcast I was ever on, it was the worst. It was a radio show slash podcast. It was the worst. Oh my goodness. But this like you are very good at this, so 
that's why people say yes to you and the one that listens to your show. Yeah. Um, so my, why, um, my bigger, 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 why no idea. My internal, like when it started, why I started the fire show was, or the Austin fire show. I couldn't start a business in the U S came for college. Want to start a business in college. They said, no, you cannot do on a student visa in the U S if you make, a company and make money outside of school, that's illegal. We will kick you out. Cool. I'll wait. Um, graduate college, got a job at Dell, started working, got a work visa, and now I'm okay. being paid okay. outside of school. I'm like, I can start a business. Hell yeah. And there's, there was a few reasons for that. Um, number one was the external stuff, which was everything I was seeing about entrepreneurship and these entrepreneurs being like, lauded and being said they were amazing i wanted that right i wanted to be seen as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and internally i wanted to i honestly wanted to feel confident at something as i told you school was horrible for me mm-hmm. absolute crap i wanted to do something that made me feel confident and work was doing well but i wanted more i started the fire show i start. i wanted to start a company and then in 2016 the government said well the, the lawyer said you cannot do it you can't do that wait no, wait for your green card. Screw you. And I started the fire show because I really wanted to start a business because I was in love with an idea that I didn't know what it was, which was why a business, uh, which was starting a business. I, I did it for like the external stuff. Like at that time, I wanted the external stuff. That's why I want to start a business. Mm-hmm. Couldn't start a business, start a podcast about starting a business. In that learning about people, learning from people, seeing what everyone did and how they did it. The whole thing of how marketing, sales, people management, leadership, anything, how that works is just so fascinating. Like how things work together. And it's just, I I remember the rush of like a really good interview in downtown Austin walking out and being like, I want to do this all the time. I actually, for the first time, I want to work for myself because it just lights me on fire. That was when I found my why. Actually, my why is probably that. The rush of a great interview, a great meeting, of building something that I enjoy, of see, of being on stage, of making content and thinking of it. That's it. There's no bigger purpose. It's just like, I just enjoy it that's That's, my way it can't be any simpler than that anybody again your interpretation might be different for any other part of person and again please guys find the time to actually sit down with yourself and just like moby take the time first of all to ask the right questions in regards to what makes you uncomfortable what makes you afraid where what are you lacking what can you learn what can you serve how can you serve yourself work on yourself first build the castle fortify you know the castle that is you and then go out there and vanquish because what happens is life is such a great adventure because what i'm hearing you say is just the fact that you have to enjoy yourself. It shouldn't be more complicated than figuring out what lights you on fire. It shouldn't be more complicated than figure out, okay, what could you walk out into the world just breathing just natural excitement for? What gets you jazzed? What yeah. makes you breathe? And again, um, I'm a rational person. 
I'm a very adventurous person, but I also like to say, I understand the people coming to me with the alternative, like, well, you know, I got my under five. I got, Hey, you're talking to a guy with a mortgage, two kids, a wife and a nine to five. And okay, I get the reality of working in nine to five. I can't set that aside. As I like to say, you know what? Your dreams cost money. I used to do photography back in the day. And hey, I'm sorry. I can't just walk into a camera store or go on BH Photo and say like, hey, (laughs) I want a D7000. Please, like, you'd love my smile, my personality. No, no, no. It caused this. Your, Your dream still costs money. But you know what? As long as you're very well aware and very well adjusted and very laser focused on your greater purpose, your greater why, that is what's going to basically push you towards the next step and towards and keep you pushing. And I think that's also, that's why I love your story about waiting for your green card and making all the necessary steps. We're saying this off the air in regards to, okay, this is my sandbox. These are my parameters. This is what I can do. This is what I can do. Okay, fine. Let me start a business. I'm going to make money. Yeah. But then the lawyer said, no, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, okay. But at least you tried. Like, okay, we can't do this. Okay. How do we adjust? Let's not quit. Even though you probably wanted to, but you know what? We can adjust. We can recalibrate as one of my previous guests like to say, we can recalibrate. You never gave up. And that's why I admire you for that because you could have had any possible excuse to say like, you know what? Let me just work at Dell. Let me just sit in my little corner and well, wait, but you didn't do that. Did you, you, you know, you kept learning, you made connections, you put your name out there, you created YouTube channels. And again, you documented your journey. And that was a very intimate and a very courageous move on your part. And I was wondering, why'd you do that? Why the videos? Why the snippets? Why, why did you feel the need to do that? The need to make content or just try to do things? Just try to do things. Because you could have just like, you know, just again, just sit in your comfort zone and just like, just wait. But why did you feel the need to put the content out there and just to feel the need to just try stuff out? Yeah. In the uh, meantime. Because I finally had a taste of how good it feels when you try new things. For example, uh, this is like going to be seven years apart. Uh, uh, yesterday I, I went to a magazine. One of my friends has a magazine. He had a party and it's nice. It's out there. It was very chill. And they were looking, what a guy came up to me and said, Hey, we're launching a kimono or leather jacket. Uh-huh. We need male models. Would you jump on? I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Of, of course. Thank you. That's so flattering. Oh my God. I said yes to the opportunity. I was like, I went back to the changing room and the person said, well, we don't need any more dudes. It's fine. I'm like, cool. I came back and I felt really good because I said yes to random requests, which was terrifying, like getting on stage and showing off someone else's clothing without any warning. Uh-huh. Seven years ago, I was uh, I had tickets to Eagles. Do you know Eagles? The Eagles? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Um, I had tickets to the concert. I didn't go because I was so afraid of crowds. Oh, wow. Or maybe eight years ago. Probably eight, but still. Like that's how... Eagles, man. Eagles. I know. And um, I just started trying stuff when I realized how, how do I say this probably? When I saw that I could be good at it and it was opportunities for me to feel joy, try new things. And oh my God, I don't have to be this person who doesn't try anything. It was just fun. Sometimes this is, I am an impulsive, energetic Dude, I'm trying to, just like you said, fortify 
the castle. I'm trying to take a step back and slow down the podcasting, the online course, because I found a co-founder. Now I'm like building the system. But a lot of things I do it just because I feel like it because I enjoy it. And if you find something that works, yeah, I, I, I'd like if you give me an opportunity, I, and it's scary, like one part of it is scary, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll do it. As long as it's exciting too, unless it's very stupid. Like I'm very afraid of heights. <laughs> I will not do anything on heights. But I don't know. I bungee jumped once and it was probably a group thing because it was an office thing. It's like, hey, we're going up to this place as a group, like, you know, the office, like we're going to go this weekend and everything. And I'm like, what? It's like, I don't, I, I don't do what an elastic band and willingly jump off a platform. <laughs> Not happening. He's like, yeah, let's do this. It was a very thrilling experience. Absolutely. It was a very thrilling experience. And you have to try stuff out. You just have to. And you talk about this in terms of in one in one of your episodes, and I really love this. That again, that episode about branding was with, with so many nuggets. You talk about trying different things. You even say it, just going back to because a lot of people really are should really tune in to to the fire show. Guys, I really am gonna link this, but this episode is really golden. The entire episode on branding where Moby takes it step by step and discusses with you like the different elements and tactics in terms of branding. But I was getting into when you mentioned, listen, if video's not for you, don't do video. If you just want to keep your podcast strictly audio, keep it audio. It's okay to yeah. try different things. And I say that because I did. Just like you, this was not this is not my first podcast. I had a photography podcast in another life in the first version. Yeah. And I put in so much work into the audio and to the video and the YouTubes and the website and the blog and everything. I'm like, you know what? The videos suck. First of all, I hate doing it. <laughs> a lot of editing. It's bad. The process is bad. And did I mention that I hate it? But I love talking. Give me a mic. We'll sit down. Give me another person. Focus on what you're good at. Focus on what works for you. Maybe some people will tell you, hey, why don't you have a YouTube channel? Your answer is what's going to be, I hate doing video. But maybe, you never know, down the road, I'm going to invest, you know, make more time because it's a lot easier now. But again, I'm not closing off the idea, but that's just my motivation for me. That's just the key on my keychain. I'm not really on the YouTube. This podcast has a YouTube channel. But right now, I'm not really putting that because just the audio version takes so much work out of me, but probably down the road. But it's okay to accept what works for you. But do try stuff out. Get curious, man. And I really thank you for doing for saying that because too many people are just locked down by the fear of this might not work. It's, you know what's interesting about that? Uh, yeah. Have you heard of a book called Wheel of Time? No. So I love fiction. It's, it's for the last five years it's helped me sleep. I just love reading fantasy fiction like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones style books. Um, I'm going to get back to that in a second. Take your time. When I was in college, there was an annual event that we did for a certain organization. And I was the president of that organization for a year. Mm -hmm. That year when we were doing the event, uh, May something, it was our biggest event of that organization. About 500 came, people came up. You raised about 10K and then you had a bunch of vendors and it was like on the university's main arena type thing. Mm -hmm. Huge event, a huge deal. It was like the biggest event in the Box 90 community in Austin because that was the Box 90 Student Association. Mm -hmm. 10 days before, and we start planning like six months before. It's an open air place. And 10 days before the event, I look at the forecast and it says it's going to rain. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm like, 
okay, we look at our options. We look at tents. We look at moving. I, the day goes by. And the and you know what? The forecast isn't 80%. It says 30 to 40%. So it's like, wait, what? What Does that mean it's going to rain? It's not going to rain? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I called high schools. I tried to raise more money. Nothing happened. And we were two days before this event. 500 people are showing up. Free event. And I had... I couldn't make a decision. And I talked to this one of my friends and I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm studying weather maps. And I don't figure out everything. I'm looking at statistics for wow. weather. Like, what do I do? Like, cause I'm president. Like if all falls on me and it this, falls I was on you. really invested in this, he said, he smiled at me and said, yeah, just roll the dice. And I thought back uh, to the character in wheel of time, who's one of his superpowers is he's super lucky. That's something happens. And he rolled some dice. He played some cards. Good things happen. Not all the time, but good things happen. And I just had such, I liked the character so much that when my friend said, I was like, yeah, why the hell not? We why rolled the, the dice. It was, it was like, why, why the hell not? I smiled just because I liked the character who did that. The event happened. It was four hours long. First hour, no rain. Second hour, no rain. The second hour, third hour starts. Boom, it pours right. and 500 people scatter, but 200 of them scatter to somewhere else where it's covered. We bring all the food in. We are make, we're selling the food. We, I make the food free. We have a fashion store. We have music. We salvage some of the night. And I walked home super satisfied. I took the risk. I was proud of myself and it still didn't work out, but I was still happy. You didn't bail out. And that feeling of like, I mean, I I really don't like gambling. Like, I, I'm just like, I really, I went to Vegas and I think I played one poker game because I was like, I really don't care. <laughs> but like, in terms of doing things like this, when it comes to the thought of, hey, let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. When I'm confident in myself, mm-hmm. that helps. So I went to super rant, sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You talked about being a very spontaneous person. So even with being a very spontaneous person, in terms of execution, you are much more comfortable with a sure thing. Like, you know, you're very analytical. You're very methodical. It's, um, I think, and I need to work on this because it's both a strength and a weakness. Looking at everything, I am impulsive in terms of let's try one thing. But if there's a reasonable chance of success, mm-hmm. I will be, I will study it enough to the point I'm fairly confident. Right. And then okay. I'll stop. I get and you. I, I will stop. Like I've had failures because of that, because I'll try some new thing, learn what I think is enough. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not, but other times it's a resounding success. And that's how it actually almost is. There's no way to tell if your method or my method, of course, there's, you know, certain things that you, if you do, you'll increase your chance of success. Mm-hmm. There's no one way. I just go for it and see sometimes what happens. Sometimes analytical and sometimes I'm not. That was my short summary. Um, in terms of pushing out your content, in terms of, you know, all the wonderful because you definitely put out a lot of smart stuff. So you definitely know a lot about what we're talking about. You talk about, you know, you talk about sales, you talk about creating networking, you're talking about, you know, building up your network. It's not really necessarily about making money or just like, you know, just being opportunistic about the relationships you're building, but you're also talking about, okay, these are the people that are going to push you forward. These are the people you're going to learn from. And these are the people that are going to get your name out there. And from what you 
push out in terms of your content, you often talk a lot about people don't pay attention to the fact that you are the brand. You are the person who has to be your own banner, your own billboard, your own Facebook ad. You are the person that people resonate towards with. And I just want if you if you could just like, you know, take a couple of minutes just to talk about the importance of personal branding. Because a lot of people probably get that term, you know, thrown around and don't probably a little a little skewed. And people don't take too much concern in regards to the power of personal branding, especially in 2019. Yeah. I'm going to write personal branding. So when I go on the rent, I'm writing this on a post-it so that when I go on a rent, I'm like, wait, what was I talking about? I look at that question. I, we talked about it maybe off air, but it's interacting with people, right? Personal branding. What is branding? Branding is what people think of anything for a organization, for a company, for a person. Branding is what other people think of that entity. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that people give human beings opportunities because they know them because they like them. If you are in the middle, if you're in a grocery store and you see a person on the right, hundred feet away, person on the left, hundred feet away, super huge grocery store, by the way. Uh So you see, let's say 10 feet, the person that you know, you'll walk to them. If both of them are waving at you, you will walk to the person you know, or the one you like more, or you want to talk to more people give opportunities to people that they like, that they trust, that they've heard of. And when you are doing something entrepreneurial, when you are building something and you make the other person like you and or think that you're good, et cetera, they'll give you more opportunities. And the honest way to do that is be interested in them. If you want somebody to think, not necessarily think you're interesting, have a fun conversation is by just being super engaged. Um, people do this at, events a lot especially at events where there's influencers Uh they will be talking to a person and their eyes will constantly go look at the person look somewhere else look somewhere else and it's very obvious that whoever they're talking to they don't want to talk to them because they're looking for somebody better to come interesting okay and um personal branding is really connecting with people on that engaged level and giving them something they can relate to, even if it's a one-way conversation just at scale. But it starts with the unscalable stuff, the talking to people and getting confident on video, the getting getting to know all the people in your space or some of the micro-influencers in your space. For example, I started with Austin. And when you have a group of people who know you, who know you as this one person who does X, Y, Z, and you just keep making content and you show that you're good at it, that you want to connect with more people, more opportunities come. I'm not saying this makes you money or this makes you famous. Exactly. I have no idea what it's going to do for you, but it brings you opportunities and opportunities multiply as they're seized. Personal branding is all about making an identity around yourself which is genuine, which is honest. Just trying to scale that through content in an authentic way to just get more opportunities. That is definitely a lot of stuff that you put out in terms of even with, and that's the thing, just watching, just going back the history of your videos and, you know, the different, you know, posts and the funny posts, you know, just startup advisor, startup founder. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's like, you want to be on my podcast? Okay. How, what every new podcaster goes through. You want to be on my podcast? Hey mom, iTunes, you should subscribe to my, my podcast. And just 
that's part of your branding as well. I see Moby as this fun, audacious, really kooky, very jokester type guy putting a lot of smarts behind humor because it's a lot of research. You're talking about sales. You're talking about, you know, creating networking and seeking out mentors and creating business relationships. Those are very real concepts of scale in business. But at the same time, you're putting that, that humorous aspect behind of it. And again, it never sways away from the fact that you're just a regular guy just trying to make it happen. And that's why I think that when you posted about getting your green card, it was just, you know, just the fact of opening the letter. Okay, guys. Okay. My request got approved. It's like, okay, I don't have the green card yet, but I got approved. Okay. It's just you telling us, you know what? Thanks for being along this journey with me. We're not there yet. But thank you. It's just like, it's so human. I'm saying it because for me, it's not just swiping at Instagram. It's just like, wow, he's really going through it. And you know what? How long has he been waiting for that? Man, it's got, it's got to be really scary. How would I feel? And when you finally got it, I'm like, I definitely understand why it gets so emotional because these are very story, very real stories, very real people, very, very real stories. So that must have been something, just opening up that envelope and getting that card. That must have been really a really good day for you. Oh, it was. You know what's funny is when I made the video, it's saying the card's not here, but the approval is. I made that live video. Um, I was so excited. I think I went out or something or I called. Um, I made the video, posted it. That night at 1 a.m., I was just going through stuff on my desk and there was a bunch of mail that I just ignored because I got my approval. I touched it and there was a physical card in it. I was like, what the hell? And I looked at it and tore it apart. And it was the green card. Actually, sorry, it was two days after. The green mm-hmm. card was on my desk for 36 hours in an envelope. Wow. I just didn't check it because I was so excited about the approval. Wow. Of the uh, but it was quite a feeling, man. Like, And so when I think about it right now, I'm like, I'm trying, I don't know. It's changed and it feel like, I feel like it's been a long time, but it's honestly, no, it's September 30th, right? Mm-hmm. It's only been, honestly, 50 days. And it, it, it mentally, everything has changed. Like I, When I think about it, it feels like five months. But that's my fault because... I do a lot of stuff. It makes me think that time. <laughs> this passes so slow. Congrats, man. Congrats. It's a, it's a big step. It's a Thank huge you. Step. It's a huge step. And I'm sure there's a lot, there's a lot you've got planned because I know you're a very big thinker. You've got lots of really big plans coming down the road that you probably can't talk about, but I'm just launching. Oh, I'll tell you everything. The, the, the universe. <laughs> like, what are the big plans? What are we looking at towards the next year? I know you talked about, you know, launching your business. You know, the, I know the online course. Uh, you launched it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that went well, not too well. What was the response like? You know, how did that go? It went surprisingly well. I, the first time I posted, I opened the cart or uh, I opened the cart for five days. Well, I started the online course because I wanted to start an online course a year ago about podcasting because I wanted to teach it, but I couldn't make money, so I kind of just didn't do it. When I knew the green card was six months away, I started making it. When I knew the green card was a month away, I started recording it. And like figuring out the tech stuff. When the green card came, I went to podcast movement. I came back, opened the cart Monday to Friday. The first six hours, nothing happened. Oh, wow. Nothing happened. Like no sales came in. Absolutely nothing. And I think at 5 p.m. that day, somebody bought 
it. I'm like, hey, I felt pretty good. And the next day, somebody bought it because I kept posting about it. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, just, just it, it kept going. And it, I just, I got like 20-ish, 25 people, uh, 20, 21. And then I closed the cart and I was extremely happy about it because the only places I promoted it were Facebook and my email list. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not inexpensive, but it's not too expensive too. I made some money and then I closed it and I'm like, cool. I networked to my market. To, I marketed this to my network. Now my goal is to take some of the money, reinvest pretty much everything and turn this into a business. It's a course. It's a product which made some money. Mm-hmm. Long-term, it doesn't mean anything unless I turn that into a business with systems, with roles and responsibilities with people, with uh, content for brand awareness, with a customer support service, with uh, plans to expand. So I'm working on all that and I'm taking a s- step back and right. not making as much content as I should, but I've mm-hmm. got a co-founder. I've got a VA. So course went well, found a co-founder, Found some partnerships. Going to host a virtual summit next year. Mm-hmm. Now I got to figure out what. That's epic. Yeah, I have no idea how to do it, so we'll figure that out. But definitely going to do it in February, and just keep going. I'm not going to quit my job for a while. I wish I could. I really wish that I had made enough to quit my job for a while. But the honest truth is, no. And even though I might beat myself up for that, I told a friend that he said he wanted to slap me, saying you've been three weeks in business and you say you want to quit your job. What the fuck are you talking about? And he was right. So I'm trying to be patient Uh and build something that lasts versus build something. That's a lot of flash and I burn out. So you want to create the proper systems, the, the proper, the proper course, uh, the proper mindset. So, of course, who says business? Again, you mentioned all the steps. You know, you need the customer support. It needs to be scalable. It needs to have a system. Yeah. It needs to have a process. We need to identify all these steps. Can't just say like, yay, like, you know, I'm running a business. Like, really? Okay, who do I complain to? Where's the complaint department? Like, okay, yeah. who do I call? Do I, do I contact you by email? Is there a contact yeah. form? Do I contact you over Instagram? These are processes that need to be identified. See? Like, you know, just take notes, guys. Yeah, and... I'm excited about it for the first time in the year. I'm US. excited for you. That's cool. Thank you. Big steps. Big steps. And again, it's like you said, the little steps along the way. You don't know the next year. You have the vision. Like you said, you have no idea how we're going to make it to February. No but idea. I see it. It's going to happen eventually. And again, scarcity you know, just breeds creativity and you'll figure it out. You figure it out along the way. Again, who knew you'd be interviewed the mayor of Austin? And you did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, it's all about consistency. It's all about, you know, just keeping it authentic and keeping it whimsical. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep my promise. I don't want to keep you too late. Um, again, I can't thank you enough for this terrific time. Um, as always, sometimes you never know where these conversations are going to go. But for me, it was a gem. It was a privilege and I really want to air it out in telling you how what a thrill it is to connect with you. Um, again, it's a pleasure to always follow you on Instagram. Keep doing what you do. But Moby, really, I want to thank you and acknowledge all the great work you're doing. Um, the terrific path and journey that you've had thus far. It's a terrific thing to witness. You're definitely just, you know, a very authentic, genuine gentleman. Guys, please do follow Not That Moby and The 
fire show on Instagram. We'll definitely link up all the links and all the Instagrams and everything, but you guys really need to check out his YouTube channel as well. Check out the videos I've definitely need to, that I definitely talked about. The episode on personal branding is definitely one guys you need to download and use it as your template in terms of like, you know, curating to your personal brand. It is definitely all the little nuggets. It's a very short, but very concise, very well packaged episode in terms of how you should address your online persona. I'm not talking about just like be the next Kardashian. I'm talking about really how you should cater to your online presence and how people resonate with that. Um, but Moby, really diluted down, very at the base and at the core. Thank you for everything that you do. I wish you nothing but the ongoing success and nothing less, man. And again, as I like to share with everybody on the on, uh, uh, who comes on this podcast, open invite. Anytime you want to be back, let's make this happen again. It would be wow, dude. You are seriously one of the most politest people I have ever met, and. <laughs> Probably one of but the it's best. Sincere. But it you no, 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 no. And sorry. And I was gonna. Add, and one of the best podcast hosts that I've seen ever. So, which is fantastic. But coming from you, coming from you, it really, it really hits home. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate. It's true. It. I really do. I really do. Ongoing tradition on the podcast. Just leaving out to the guests. Open floor. Open mic. A quote. A call to action. Just anything. Just uh, anything the listeners can take away. Waking up tomorrow. Taking that next step towards the next level what can we leave the listeners with absolutely so when you're in the middle of you're on a path and you can't see anything you can't see you can only see your feet and maybe the path below your feet and the bricks but everything else is fog you cannot look on the right or the left or the back or the front the only, maybe one brick ahead of your left foot or right foot you can't see where you're going to be you can't see what's going to happen the only thing you can do is take that one step that day and just keep doing that. It might get better. It might not, but that's the only choice we have. And so wherever you are in your life, I hope you keep doing what you're doing and don't give up. Moby, thank you so much for these powerful words. Calls to action. Guys, he is not that Moby on Instagram. Please do follow the fire show podcast. Describe, subscribe, all the platforms, definitely. He's made a lot of effort to make sure it's available everywhere. Go on iTunes, give those ratings, give those comments a like, and do say hi. He's such, uh, like I said, if you think that he's such a genuine gentleman, hit him up on Instagram. So fun, so fun. Always a pleasure to talk to him. We thank you so much for being here, man. Have a, I can't thank you enough for this terrific privilege of a conversation. Guys, thank you so much for all the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful comments and support throughout this adventure called the Awakening the Awesome Podcast. This has been another episode. My my name is Olivier Day from Kansas, Quebec, all the way to Austin, Texas. Boom. Guys, be safe, be blessed, have a terrific evening, and as always, do stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome Podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome. <laughs>